at the Queer Family Podcast. So go follow. Okay. All right. I'm going to roll the tape. I'm rolling the tape. No problem, Helen. I got you. I got you. Okay. Rolling it now. Okay. Love is love is love is love. This episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility, Ember Wave, and Sorella Styles. We are happy to have them on board making the show a possibility. Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. <laughs> I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. Let me show you. How do I get the sperm through customs? I am a lesbian. So gay. So gay. We need to tell our story. It's not your nuclear family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad thing. We're not ruining these little humans. It's not for the gay reason. <laughs> just because we stick. <laughs> Only way to go is up. Only, Only way to go is up. <laughs> oh, God, Jamie. I really do need to go up. <laughs> this is not sustainable. It's not. This is not. I mean, it's like all this new like lockdown stuff in New York is I'm I'm very stressed out and I'm feeling very triggered. Like this is absolutely never going to end. I know. I think it's hard. We're stressed. We don't even realize how much stress this is putting on us. Our our friend, uh, a friend of the ovaries, Jennifer J. Palumbo, wrote an article about how mothers should just stop trying to be perfect. She's so great. I, I'm going I'm, I'm going to start maybe getting back into my therapy because I, I'm feeling very like. And by oh, maybe, yeah. I mean, I have an appointment Wednesday. Good for <laughs> you. My lady. I think we all need it. No. And, you know, people at home might need it. So it's a good time to talk about our BetterHelp sponsorship. Oh, it really is. It really is. If, if people go to our website, ovariestalk.com, you can see that you can get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And we're just talking about this. is not an ad. No, it's not, no seriously. That. It's because we think everybody needs help right now. We all need help. I definitely so need take help. So it, take it where you can get it. This is not sustainable, but the only way to go is up. The only way to go is up. Helen, it's true. There is one way to go, and it's up. Take it easy. Come on, Helen. Helen's like, stay down. So negative. Stay down. She's a mess. She is a mess. Oh, Helen. We're a mess. So are we, though. So you guys just, you know what? We're going to get through this. We're going to get through Are you chatting with anyone, Jamie? I should, but I have, I'm, I am so overwhelmed with, I'm just swimming. I'm treading water. I can't, I can't add anything else to my already packed days with the children and the work and the I, know. I just don't know how to add anything in, I, I, honestly I was talking to a couple of friends yesterday we had like a drink in a park outside you know socially distanced and I was just the saying barons. the barons yes from season uh, two or season three but I was saying I feel like I haven't been practicing any self-care as of late like I've been eating really badly and mm. and I've been just like I just have not been doing well oh me too that's why I'm doing my new thing I'm doing like my own version of sober October. You're, you're not drinking. You're not a, drinking for October. For the most part, I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I I do. Part. I I give myself, you know, a couple here and there. But I am being like, and I feel like it's made a difference. Honestly, I'm feeling a little bit better just about myself. I have to do something that requires a little bit of discipline yeah. so that I feel better about myself. I think. I feel like my version of sober October is I need to like quit the <laughs> Hostess cupcakes when no one's looking because that's been Don't happening. That's like crack. Don't do that. Yeah. No, I know, Jamie. It's a problem. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'll go out to the deli to get the milk. And then I'm jamming oh, Hostess no. cupcakes in my mouth when no one's looking. Oh, no. It's not Robin, good. I know. I'm, do I'm pulling it together. I'm pulling it together. Okay. All right. Listen, well, I have an appointment on Wednesday. Oh, wait, it goes up. I'm going to tell my therapist that on Wednesday. Up. It'll be great. All right. Okay. That's enough about me and my, my broken head. All right. Let's do this. We have to say a very special thank you to our newest Patreon member. This is easy. No. Oh, my God. We're not going to mess this up. I know. Elizabeth. Well, it could be Elizabeth. You just said Elizabeth. Elizabeth. It's Elizabeth. Because it's spelled with an S. Oh, jeez. Not Why a Z. Do we keep screwing. It's Elizabeth Bradbeck. 
Elizabeth Broadbeck. I know I'm saying Elizabeth because it's okay. And then also Libby G, which is that's like I feel like that's like her CIA code name, Libby G. Yeah, that's not her name, Libby G. You think yeah, she's that's like a fake name, Libby G. I'm the notorious Libby G. Oh my god! All right, Libby G. Okay, thank you, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Before we get to the interview, if you would like to join our Patreon community, where you're gonna get all kinds of bonus content, and you are literally helping us pay our operating expenses. That's basically what you're doing. You get videos, you get swag for joining. It's really special to us that you do it. You just head over to patreon.com slash ovaries talk and join our community. Oh, and wait, guess what? Starting, we started last week. Mm-hmm. The, the podcast drops on Monday. If you join at the gestational carrier level, you are going to get the unedited video of most, not all interviews, but of most interviews on Sunday. We're putting them up at like 10 a.m. on Sunday. So you're a day ahead, you're going to see the full video. You're in the know. And then you can like text your friends and be like, oh, my God, I just listened to the new Ovaries episode. <laughs> do you, do you, you think haven't. so? And you know they're going to do yeah, that, right? Right. No. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our guest today. Oh, my God. You wait till <laughs> no one's you hear the that. newest episode. Jamie, no one's can doing you imagine? that. No one's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not special like me. <laughs> All right. Let's talk. Brandy and Lawrence. So you are going to know them from E-Network's what happens at the Abbey, and they were also on a Facebook Watch series, Nine Months with Courtney Cox. Um, these are two friends, both LGBTQ, and they decided to have a baby together. Right. What? I know. This was a it's, really good one. This is fun. This is very, very fun. So let's just get into it, because they're fun. Helen, play the tape. That's your cue every Helen, wake week. Up. Helen. Every week. Helen, head off the table, oh Helen. Head up. She's drunk. Up. <laughs> So we have Brandy and Lawrence with Hi, us. Hi, Brandy and Lawrence. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. We're, good. We're coming off yeah. of a fun morning with a two-year-old who was uh, screaming and bouncing off the walls and climbing off the ceiling. But other than that, we are. We're good. Been there. Been there. Let's start where we always start, which is with the elevator pitch about your family. Are you guys ready? Ready. Yes. I'm no super pressure. excited about this one. No pressure. Oh, God. Brandy looks at me. Okay, so I'm a gay man. She's a lesbian. We're co-parenting, and we have a beautiful baby boy that turns two in a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks, a couple of days. A couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we live together. We've been best friends for eight years. Eight years. And yeah, we've done a couple of TV shows. You might have seen us on What Happens at the Abbey, which was on E back in 2017. And then right after that, we did nine months with Courtney Cox on Facebook Watch. Boom. Boom. Ooh. 27 seconds. That's media training right that there. That was good. <laughs> that was very good. Thank you. But also you just dropped Courtney Cox in there. Bam. Mm-hmm. Bam. So you guys are famous, <laughs> way cooler than us. We've been trying to schedule with you guys for like forever because you're because you're way cooler than us. But in the meantime, like we had two different listeners be like, you got to get these two and send us clips of yours. Aww. And I was like, I am doing my best. <laughs> We're trying. They're very busy. Well, I think, well, I think life took over. I mean, life it, it was a, it was, yeah. I mean, a yeah. pandemic hit right as we were scheduling it's it. True. Like we had everything on the books. We had true. every intention. All of a sudden it was just like, bam, we go on moved. lockdown. Shut your life down. Oh, yeah. man. But here we are. You moved to, I moved to, that was not Yeah, fun. we moved. She moved seven times. And then the pandemic hit, and then, oh no, and then Hartley got sick. Oh. Did and he? Then he? Yeah, he was in and out of the hospital. No, that was before. Oh. That was before we moved. It was like, okay, sickness, move, 
moved in here, pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, what was he sick with? Well, he was with? okay. It was just, it was winter time. It was the flu. It, it was all, like the whole household was sick. I mean, we were a mess mm -hmm. and, you know, we were sneezing was... and coughing all over each other and she was on her deathbed. And, and next thing you know, oh. like, you know, the baby just kind of just said, okay, it's my turn too. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Scary, the hospitalization of a, of a baby yeah. is scary. I've been there. Yeah. It's not fun. Nope. You know, you know, we only just started talking, but what's kind of amazing is that you two are not a couple, but talk to each other like a couple. You're like eight years. Yeah. Eight years. Yeah. Well, no, that's not what happened. It's like, it's like you're, you're like an old married couple, but not a couple, but a couple. We're just best friends. Yeah. But it, yeah, it, it, it functions in a very weird couple-ish way, but it's so not a couple. We're, we're kind of like a married couple because we don't have sex and stuff like that. And we sleep ah! in separate beds. <laughs> and we have a baby together. We sleep but, separate you're rooms. basically like any other married exactly, couple. Really exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. No sex. But we're happy. Um, but we're happy. <laughs> there it is. Mm -hmm. There it is. And there's the truth. Listen, I have to say, you guys are living the life that I dreamed of in college. <laughs> like with my best gay boyfriends like this oh. was i had plans with gay boyfriends all the time like okay here's what's gonna happen we're gonna make a baby we're gonna co-parent actually i don't think i ever talked through the co-parenting thing we were just gonna make a baby together so like how how how, how did I this just come start about? at the top yeah start yes. at the top talk to starting us. at the top okay oh. well it was a Fine Sunday fun day at the Abbey. <laughs> the sun was shining, the alcoholics were out. <laughs> she was pouring them drinks and I was waiting for them to come in and get drunk, um, hosting the front door. And before the shit hit the fan and, and, and the storm comes through on a Sunday fun day, uh, we were just having a conversation, just catching up like friends do. And so Brandy was just kind of telling me that she was breaking up with one of her girlfriends or something. She was not that. a girlfriend. <laughs> and I was telling her that I had plans to have a baby with somebody else who she didn't like. And she just kind of looked at me and said, are you fucking crazy? And I said, well, uh, yeah, kind of sort of because I'm running out of options here. And then a coworker looked at both of us and said, well, perhaps maybe the two of you should have a baby together. And then two light bulbs went off. We literally looked at each other and then we had a conversation for about an hour and then we shook on it like most friends would do. And then next thing you know, three years later, we have a baby. In a nutshell, that's, yeah, that's the elevator pitch for that. Wow. Yeah. All right, folks, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have some interest in starting a family, I would think. Jamie, I, I think it's safe to assume. <laughs> and if you do, guys, we've got something for you. Modern Fertility, a tool to understand the future of your fertility. I mean, it's a big one. It's a big one. Modern Fertility is the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. And then you just mail it in with a prepaid label and you will get your personalized results within 10 days. It's great. And look, guys, we all know that traditional testing with your doctor can cost mm -hmm. over a thousand bucks. True. But Modern Fertility only costs $159 to get the same information. Mm -hmm. That's what's so crazy about it. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash OCT, you're going to get 20 bucks off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars on modern fertility. Right. It's and you'll amazing. get insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags, which is really important to know. The results go in-depth into what every hormone means. And you can also talk one-on-one -on -one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. I wish this had existed when I was trying. I mean, it might have saved me some cash. Oh, me too. 
Me too, totally. So listen, if you want kids someday or today or maybe one day, you need the information to make the decision that's best for you. Correct. And so right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash OCT. That means your test is going to cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Come on, guys. You want to get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash OCT. That's modernfertility.com slash OCT. Check those hormones. Check your eggs. Check your eggs. So, okay, okay, let's take it back. How long had you guys known each other before this? About five years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you just hit it off. You're, you're, you're great friends, wonderful friends, yeah. BFFs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We lived together. We, we used to, you know, live together in downtown, downtown Los Angeles. I mean, we worked together. So, we, I mean, we would see each other all the time. We'd carpool to work together. So, I mean, over the course of a couple of years, you know, you just naturally just get to know you somebody. You learn things and, about, mm -hmm. you know, you learn things about your best friend. Is, you know, just random car conversations. Yeah. We kind of just sit there and, and decompress in the car after being around all the craziness and be like, okay, are we ready to walk back to the house? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. You got me. I got you. But in the midst of like, you know, just having a, a crazy life working in nightlife we both just realized that you know at some point in life we wanted to kind of you know settle down and get out of the crazy and what does that look like for us and ultimately that was just becoming parents but having zero idea that that meant that we would become parents together yeah. <laughs> next thing you know after a conversation that just seemed to make sense for the both of us because we both wanted to make sure that you know our child knew their mother and father so that was just really important to the both of us we both mm -hmm. said oh, okay cool well you'll do and then <laughs> we slapped together a parent agreement, um, put everything on paper. And, mm -hmm. you know, next thing you know, it was just kind of like, all right, how are we going to make this happen? And then a whole bunch of other shit happened. She got engaged. She got into a car accident. I got unengaged. Unengaged. I moved back in with her. Uh, and then she had to recover from the accident and things like that. So there was like a whole year of her recovery. And the next thing you know, she just woke up one day and looked at me and said, okay, yeah, I'm sick and tired of fucking waiting. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Well, I had just finished my... <laughs> sixth surgery and I did not have to have a cartilage transplant so he was like you know you'll be back up on your feet hopefully in about like two months and so I was like all right cool and then I went to Lawrence and I was like all right let's do it put a baby in me <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, in the gateway yeah, 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 yeah so I I <laughs> went on to Google and I searched at home I insemination kits and I came across Mosey baby and I told Lawrence, I said, look, mm. these come with two, it's everything's sterile and sealed and uh, it's Affordable. $80 <laughs> opposed to the 10, if not 10 grand, if not more that we would have had to pay for doctors and sperm banks and mm -hmm. all this other stuff So you just go in this teeny wee little cap, pass off the syringe. And then if it doesn't work the first three times, then we'll go back to the doctor and it worked the first try. Yeah. Whoa. 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 Lucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Definitely got lucky. Wow. Or as we like okay. to say, the baby really wanted to be here. <laughs> I have like somewhere in the neighborhood of one million questions With for so you. With so many questions. <laughs> Fire um, away. Can, can I take it back to like when you guys were uh, like, like in like talking about doing this? Like what was it? You said we slept together a parenting agreement. Like what was that? Like what did you guys all say it would mean to each well, other we broke, and like we were broke you worried down about it like the key points of what i think we thought you know a family should talk about like down to holidays what we were okay with what we weren't okay with religion schools education yeah. education just 
I mean, living just, arrangements. Mm -hmm, I right. mean, even though we live together now, we you know placed a, a clause in there that keeps us from moving fifty miles you know away from each other. More so than 50 you know, miles it's away. Uh, yeah. And everything was just with consideration of the baby. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, it was just like what's right. best for the baby because you know this is not the most conventional way of creating a family. So I know a lot of people have questions like, well. You know, did you consider this? Did you consider that? Everything that we considered was always for the baby. It was like, yeah. it was a very selfless process. We took of, ourselves out of the equation and said, okay, what's going to be best for our child? Like, we know the family that we want to create and the child that we want to raise. So we put our egos aside and just say, okay, what's going to be best for our kids? What's going to help them thrive? What's going to help them, you know? And then what's also going to help us evolve as individuals? You know, we have in there that we have to take care of our mental health. You know, we have to go to a therapist. Mm -hmm. We have to mm -hmm. check in with each other. I'm in therapy. Lawrence has done therapy and I'm, I'm continuing to go through therapy. We have it down to like certain holidays. So it's just not constant back and forth. And we just tell our families like, look, this is what we agreed on. This is what our family does. Get on board. And either get on board <laughs> or don't because we're going to be happy either way, you know? And so wow. that's just how, you know, uh, that's just how we wanted to operate is have everything down and clear and literally be on the same page. Yeah. And did, did you guys create this document all on your own? You didn't, you didn't use any legal help? Uh, Lawrence's you... mother helped yeah. with, with some of it. You know, she, she came in and, you know, listed a bunch of things, some things to protect him because men don't really have a lot of rights when it comes no. to the child. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, for instance, this happened to me yesterday. I didn't even tell you about this. I was applying for CalFresh because I'm still furloughed for work. And because Lawrence lives in the household, they said that he is her husband. Yeah, he, her they husband, kept basically. listing him as my husband. And I'm like, no, he's not my husband. We split custody 50-50. He takes care of his portion. I take care <clears> of mine. The guy has the nerve to say, well, why don't you get him for child support? I said, why would I get him for child support when he supports his child? This is me that needs the money for yeah. the groceries. Yeah. This is me that needs to take care of this. <clears throat> and he was just like, well, oh. child support would cover that. I'm like, I'm not taking him to child support court. I'm like, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I was like, what you're doing right now is literally violating laws against LGBTQ families. Yeah, and then it's when totally I really new. got into him, he was like, "Okay, well, I need you to write this. I'm going to take it to. Yeah, that's what you're going to do, sir. Yeah, because you're not going to sit here oh, and so tell you me laid, to take my best friend support for child support when he supports oh his child. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, exactly. it's a really interesting dynamic because no, we're we're not a couple, obviously, but yes, we live together. So I mean, having the parent agreement to protect both of us and to map mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. out." really was a way for us to create as stable of a foundation as we could because mm -hmm. yes when we go into a situation where we have to deal with you know taxes and the state and all that stuff mm -hmm. you know people will look at us and you know deer in headlights like huh what is it that you're talking about and so there's so many different i guess gray areas that we fall into that it's kind of hard to navigate this legally so that's mm -hmm. why the parent agreement was really yeah. really important for both of us and then just a couple other little fun facts for anybody that's out there considering a situation like this, <clears throat> for, the, for the men in particular, always make sure that you sign a declaration of paternity at the hospital, because mm -hmm. that's what declares on paper from the hospital that you are legally the father yeah. of that child. The birth certificate. The birth certificate means does not. No, it doesn't. Means it, it means absolutely no, nothing. No, it's not a. It's not a declaration of parentage. It's, it's just identity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it's little things like that that you know we had to learn, and then even mm -hmm. prior to that, you know. When we were going through the fertility specialist, they considered me as just a donor, but a high risk donor because I'm a gay man. So gay men legally cannot donate uh. sperm or blood. And this is an FDA 
not guideline, but it's an FDA suggestion, if uh, so you will, a from the 80s. enforced suggestion. That they yeah. pretty much, you know, prohibit sperm banks from accepting gay donors. And women mm-hmm. who go in accepting gay donors have to sign a waiver and things like that because they have to, you know, legally say, I do recognize that this is a high-risk situation. I don't understand mm-hmm. how I'm more high risk than anybody else, uh, especially when I have a clean bill of health and things like that. But those are just little yeah. things that we had to learn and I had to protect ourselves from. I, I never even thought of all of the legalities of like taxes and things like that, especially when you're living in the same house. Cause it's like there's single head of household. There's you're almost like two divorced parents living together. Right. In yeah. A weird way. <laughs> Yeah. But like the most harmonious divorce ever. <laughs> but it was it was it was one hundred percent created on purpose and it's it's so out of the box for your straight heteronormative dude to understand that they're not even gonna which is why you get Well you the get laws sh- aren't designed for it. No. So no. it's like it's they don't know what box to put you in, I assume. Correct. You can't put and me into a box. You, of course they have to put you in a box. No, yeah. <laughs> put me in a oh. box, I'm a circle. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing though, like th- these systems they want to put us in these boxes and our families are showing over and over again that that we're not we, we don't fit in your box. We need to create new that boxes. Sounds or very just dirty, Jamie. <laughs> Stop saying you can't fit in the box. We don't fit get you guys definitely don't box. fit in our box. <laughs> I mean, I can't be mad at the IRS for having boxes. I mean, they've got to put papers in piles, but it's just like at the same time, there needs to be understanding for when or, or just like training, sensitivity training, I feel that like. Part, that Definitely part. Just like that. clinics, too. That part. And, and that's the thing. A lot of this is so new. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but it's ahead. just like because because these are just these are new circumstances that we're finding mm-hmm. ourselves in. And we are I don't want to consider us like pioneers and paving the way because there are plenty of other families that have done this, you know, type of arrangement or setup, you know, before us. But I think us as a community, an LGBTQ community, we're really pioneering the way for society to look at family structures so differently. And that I hope that within the next five to 10 years, the near future, we'll start to see laws and, and, you know, practices change and adjust because no, you know, that whole traditional quote unquote family structure, you know, heteronormative and all that stuff, you know, it, 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 it's, it's changing and, you know, they, they have to adapt with the times, you know, so yeah. here we are saying you bitches need to adapt and Either get in my box or get out of my box or create a new circle, whatever. Brandy, I hope that you said that to him yesterday. I hope you said, listen, bitch, you need to adapt. I hope I you said that. I actually was. I, I, she probably did, but in not the nicest I was, I was. No, I was actually really nice. And I just laid the facts out for him. And then he was like, but I, I was like, no, stop cutting me off because this is something that you don't understand. But that's the thing. Like with our families, Robin and I, I's families, it's two ladies. So it's clear from the get-go, oh, they did something to create their family. They are definitely non-traditional. But for you guys, you must experience so many microaggressions because people just assume Mm -hmm. that you are an average mother and father family, and you are not. No. Mm -mm. And so you must have to, like, we can pass. I mean, people just, uh, it's not that we pass, but people just leave us alone. Because it's the opposite. Yeah, they don't want to deal with it. They're just like, oh, something happened over there. Yeah, <laughs> and they leave us alone. Two moms. Yeah. Oh, God, here comes lesbian moms again. You know, like, um. You know, I, I think, you know. When, <laughs> she has in her cargo shorts again, Robin. <laughs> uh, no. When we're out in public or whatnot, you know, you get people that I guess will look at us and say, oh, wow, that's a cute family. Obviously thinking that we're together and stuff like that. But, you know, when you throw in Brandy's girlfriend, 
into the mix and then we're out together as a family and then they're looking like wait a second like we'll we'll take you know walks around the neighborhood and we don't know all of our neighbors yet but I'm pretty sure that you know they've either seen me with the baby by myself or Brandy with the baby by herself and then when we are out as a family they're like wait what the fuck is going on where did that come from why are there two women and why are they holding hands <laughs> and then why people. is the dad walking back there what's going on <laughs> oh. oh and then maybe they think you're a polygamous family uh, hmm. yeah who knows yeah. Who, who knows, who knows? So, you know but that's the thing it's none of their business no. either no no well but it is about to be my business how does that work <laughs> so how does it how does it work like with dating and like what are your what's your setup it's just kind of like do you like you have tuesdays and i have date nights or is it just like you work on it and just be like this is what my week looks like so we have a family calendar and we put pretty much everything in there everything that's going on with us any extra things that we might have you know we try to give each other advance notice if we want to go do things it's become at first when hartley was younger it was a lot more strict like we made sure to stay home and and that we were with him and things like that but now as he's getting older Lawrence will go to his boyfriend's house on Fridays. That's what I did in the beginning. I would go Fridays after I got off of work, go to my girlfriend's house and then come back Saturday after the nanny left. And now Lawrence does that. You know, he'll go to his boyfriend's house. My girlfriend currently lives with us now. She moved in uh, during the pandemic to kind of just help us out. And she needed to get out of her situation. Plus, it was about that time. I mean, they were spending enough time together. It was like, oh, okay, cool. I don't (laughs) know if it was about time. (laughs) The way that I saw it, you know, because um, I suggested it. I said, you know what? You were the one that suggested it, and I went, huh? I said, why don't she just move in? I mean, you know, it seems to make sense. But going into all this, we have no idea what but dating But as lesbians, like. you guys know, you know, that lesbians have happen. a reputation for moving in too quickly. And I told my girlfriend when we first met, I said, I don't want to live with anybody until after a year or two. And then I also have a child, so I have no idea what that's going to look like. So don't plan on living with me anytime soon. I guess I pulled a lesbian move and made them move in a lot faster. Yeah, than yeah, he did. Yeah, he definitely But it job, works, though. Yeah, you know, I, I do what I can. But it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it really does work. We're all about balance. And as mm-hmm. she said, you know, with the calendar, we try to balance everything out. You know, whether it's every other month, we get to take a weekend off where we can get to go just recharge, reset, step away from, you know, the house and do mm-hmm. what we need to do. Because one of the things that was really important for us in the parent agreement was to also recognize that we are individuals. So before we became mom, before we became dad, we were Lawrence and we were Brandy, you know, so we had to maintain that, which is why we allow each other to take a week off, you know, once a year, we call it a momcation and a dadcation. We get to both leave, go wherever we want, reset, recharge. And then, you know, yeah, every other month or so, if we have time for it, then we schedule, you know, a little weekend getaway. Mm -hmm. Um, So therefore we can still maintain that individuality, even though, yes, being a parent is a full-time job. 24 fucking seven <laughs> <laughs> especially during a pandemic especially mm-hmm. during a pandemic uh, wait a minute jamie wait i have to grab a glass of water i'm sweating over here no 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 wait put your amber <gasps> wave yes, on yes 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 we've talked about this robin I forgot. just i know just by cooling or warming the inside of your wrist amber wave can help you feel better overall lady it provides a similar sensation to the refreshing chill of a cold glass of water oh. or the comforting warmth of a hot mug. How many times do I have to remind okay, you? Okay, really... you, you got it. You're coming in hot over there, all right? Take it I easy. <laughs> but you're right. I do keep forgetting about my amber. Okay, so put it on. And while you do, I'm going to explain a little science okay. to our listeners. So you wear amber wave on the inside of your wrist. And the thermal signal is carried through your nervous system to your brain. Listen to this. 
This influences how you perceive the temperature of your environment. And the nerve endings beneath your skin tell your brain your temperature is changing. And then your body and mind then have a physiological response so you can feel relief in minutes. I'm already feeling better. I'm already feeling better. I love my amber. I know. I'm so happy for you. And listen, for our friends at home, temperature is personal. Everyone's ideas of comfortable is unique, right? So not feeling thermally comfortable can contribute to lost productivity, increased stress levels, and can be mentally exhausting. Amber Wave is there when you need relief most. Oh my God, you're right. And all I had to do was put it on my wrist, press the button, Mm -hmm. and relief. I have got to Mm -hmm. remember to use this to fall asleep mode tonight, which can help me maintain a comfortable temperature as I drift off to sleep. I know. You got to remember this, Robin. It's a good idea. And right now, Ember Wave is offering our listeners $50 off when you go to emberwave.com slash OCT. That's E-M-B-R wave.com slash OCT. Okay, get 50 bucks off when you go to emberwave.com slash OCT. That's E-M-B-R wave.com slash OCT. Get cool now. Do it. You know what I'm curious about is like Jamie and I have talked a lot about parenting roles and in a lot of our guests have too. And then we've also talked about it in our individual relationships about, especially the beginning of a baby, how it's like this whole, like I'm doing 50%. And you're like, always like at your partner being like, are you doing your half? And like, how does that work for you too? Because you are individuals. And so it's like, but you happen to be living together right that now. That wasn't us at so all. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no, we were 50 50. From day one, we've known that it's been 50 50. And honestly, after I gave birth, Lawrence probably did, I want to say, about 80. I mean, I was doing the, you know, the mom the stuff, the breastfeeding yeah. and being home with him and things like that. But everyone was like, oh, did the baby keep you up at night? And I was like, if the baby woke up at night, Lawrence was the one to go into the room, give him a bottle, and only really woke me up if. Um, he, he wouldn't take the bottle, like if he needed to be breastfed. Yeah, I feel like we all need a Lawrence. Yeah, you do oh, all need a Lawrence. Can you swing over here, Lawrence? I'll and send you my rate sheet. It's and okay. Then, <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence did a, a good amount of the stuff, you know, getting the groceries and making sure that we had everything, that I had everything, and that, you know, I had extra support. And I look at it like this. I physically can't carry a baby. So since that responsibility, you know, became Brandy's, then where else can I fit in in order to make sure that it feels like it's 50-50? And this is my child too. So therefore, I need to do everything that I can to make sure that, you know, I'm pulling my weight around the household, you know, for my child and things like that. So that's always just been the mindset. Both of us, 50-50, even when it comes down to finances. We keep all of our finances separate, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the household, Mm -hmm. you know, we're like, look, split the bills down the middle because we both live here, mm-hmm. you know, so let's just keep it as fair as possible. Mm-hmm. So fairness is definitely key here in this household for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like maybe there's less pressure with like having to have this family unit. Like it's like, it's like you said, it's, it's your son and it's your son. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm putting good words on, on it. I mean, we, just, we I, are I, essentially a family unit. Yeah. We just, we, there's just no, we have a non-intimate, intimate relationship. <laughs> You know, it's a different form of intimacy. Our whole lives we've been taught, you know, even as, you know, lesbians, it's like you get a wife, you guys go get a donor, the dad's not involved, things like that. I had the complete opposite. I was like, you know, being through what I've been through with my identity and and with the things with my father, uh, with my blood father, I wanted my, my son to, or my child to know their father. I want them to know where they come from. And there's not a whole lot of lesbians that agree with that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it by myself then. And then ta-da, here this guy comes. (laughs) <laughs> we, we are a family, you know, mm-hmm. we don't operate separately, even though we have separate lives. We just make sure to always communicate with one another what we need or what needs to be done in order to help each other out and flow cohesively. 
I hope you didn't think I meant that you weren't oh, a family. No, no, I, no, I, no, I didn't no, think no, that no. came. Okay, I just was cleaning that up. I was like, oh my God, I hope they didn't think I meant that. I keep coming to the fact that, and this is such a ridiculous thing to think. And every time I think it, I think, well, no, every parent, uh, each 50 50 want their baby. But I keep saying in my head, well, they both 50 50, they both 100% wanted this child equally. And they both came at this from their own unique places of saying, I want to make a baby and I want to make a baby and we're going to do it together. We're going to make a baby. And I, it's not different, but it feels different from like a married couple or, or an intimate couple who even the ones uh, who decide to make a baby together, I think that I think it's our roles. I think it's the roles that society hands us, especially between a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. Even the husband and the wife who decide to make a baby together, 100% each is on board I think our roles in society make that parenting relationship a very different one than the one you two have created. And, and that's why it's so beautiful. But I'm having a hard time pinpointing what exactly I mean, because it's, everybody well, wanted their baby. Well, and I, I think if I'm hearing you correctly, it's uh, something that we both kind of experienced and didn't anticipate, but it's um, falling in like motherhood is a completely different journey than fatherhood. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, but the, I guess the emotional experiences, the physical experiences mm-hmm. and things like that, you know, she still had motherhood and mom experiences and I still have fatherhood and father experiences, but it's, I guess, bottom line, communicating that to one another. Mm-hmm. So that way we can both mm-hmm. try to understand this is what you're going through. This is what I'm going through. If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. And then uh, like with the, sorry to cut you off with the roles that people have a tendency to fall into, we don't have those roles. We're just mom and dad. Yeah. And so it's like, if you're, if you're doing it with your partner, you have a certain expectation of your partner. We took right. the expectations mm-hmm. out of it. Right. And we said, this yes. is what I want. Okay, cool. Like, this is what I won't do. All right. Awesome. Like, I don't want to change poopy diapers. He did a lot of poopy diapers. He couldn't do vomit. I could handle vomit. You know what I mean? Even though he threw up on me a lot, you know, and it's just like taking that, even though you both agree, ego, take them away. Yeah. Even though you both agree on a child, it's like, okay, what do you feel like your parenting journey looks like? And what does your, you know, the two different parts, what do your parenting journeys look like? Because it's like you fall into those roles. It's like, okay, dad is disconnected and, you know, oh, right. only, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if there is a more masculine woman in the relationship, you know, she's the, the dad type. But that's, no, no, it's not no, it at all. No, just you took, are a parent. Yeah, you're a parent. And Fuck you, that mom and dad <laughs> stuff. Like you are a, no, for real, you are agreed, a agreed. Yeah. Like regardless at the end of the day and, you know, and masculine and feminine and all that stuff. I really wish that we would just move away from those things because I personally like to debunk the myth that, you know, men, you know, make bad parents, you know, for for Mm. so long, we don't Mm. have those conversations about men, you know, stepping in and being there and being present and knowing how to change diapers and knowing how to put a bottle together and all that stuff. Yeah, there's a learning curve. No, did I know how to put together a fucking baby gate at the very beginning? No, she's got the video to prove it. But (laughs) exactly. But people just inherently expect, you know, moms to know those things and not dads. And so therefore it's just like when you strip away, as she said, those expectations and Mm -hmm. then you remove your ego out of it. 
So therefore you don't come into the situation thinking, well, because I'm the man in the relationship or I'm the woman or whatever, mm -hmm. I have to be like this. No, what you have to be is the parent. Mm -hmm. And you just I have to be it. yourself and just take care of your damn child. And it's you have to allow your counterpart to be vulnerable. Like you have to give them, you know, if something specifically stresses them out that doesn't stress you out, okay then I understand that. I hear you. I see you. Let's find a happy medium in this. We're all about happy mediums. And we'll literally sit there and talk about a bunch of stuff. And then we're like, oh, we didn't think about that. Let's write that in before we forget it. Yeah. You know, we update our parental agreement at least once a year to reflect certain things that oh. can happen. Like it's not a constant, it's not it's like a, a living and breathing thing. Yeah. Like we're constantly updating it. Like we didn't know we had to set boundaries with our family. Oh, yeah. oh you mean your extended family? With our extended yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to, you know, we came to that and we said, okay, that's not how we operate. We need to set these boundaries and make sure that me and you are on the same page because none of this so none of this will ever happen again yeah. you know and even yeah. our family doesn't come in with the expectations of other things because it's like okay you can come in here with your expectations but we've already told you <laughs> what we've said can you tell us like what what happened to to make this happen it was his first birthday mm -hmm. and, that, and that's when we had oh. all the family literally every oh, part of our family yeah, <laughs> coming together and of course you know it's a celebratory time and everybody wants to have time with the baby in their own way you know it's the first birthday yeah. and of course mm -hmm. you know it just emotions were high and people had expectations and none of it was communicated and if you're not getting on the same page and if you're not mm -hmm. communicating things you know some things you just can't predict some things you just can't foresee mm -hmm. we didn't know and anticipate that all of those emotions were going to crash on top of us in our tiny little home yeah with a one-year-old that everybody wanted to love and hold. And so that's when, after it was all said and done, we had to sit down, the two of us, because this is our family, mm -hmm. and say, okay, how is this going to work for us in the future? What do we need to do in order to make sure that we're on the same page so therefore we don't get out of whack? And that's when we had to make a few adjustments everyone, to the parent agreement. And everyone else's expectations can just yeah. sit on the sidelines. And, and then we communicated that to our families <laughs> and said, look, we had a meeting. This is what it is. But we don't ever want to alienate our families either. Mm -hmm. That's the thing too, you know, yeah. because we love our families. We love our mothers and our fathers and things like that. So we want them to also, you know, have that grandparent experience. But they also have to understand, like, as we are, you know, functioning as our family, the way that they had the opportunity to do so, you know, they have to give us the respect to do things the way that we need to. Yeah. You know. That's what I wanted to ask about too. When you decided to do this, when you decided to make a baby together, your families, were they on board or was there, were there strange conversations or was it all? All the above. Yeah. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was a mixture of both more, more positive than anything, but yeah. obviously everyone came in with their concerns and you know, my, my side of the family is very uh, Mexican and, you know, very Catholic and traditional. <laughs> and um, you know, my mom, expressed certain types of fears and things like that but it was all in the beginning where we didn't necessarily have all of our pieces yet we kind of just told them you know this is what we're doing <laughs> and they were like wait a minute what's how is this gonna work wait are How's you guys in work? love i'm so confused and we're like <laughs> no not at all no Whoa. no and my family pretty much knows that i will do whatever the hell i want to do when i want to do it my and, <laughs> and also come from a divorced family so you know it's like my family we've been through the ringer we, we've been through mm -hmm. separation we've been through you know parents having to get along and stuff like that so mm -hmm. that was nothing new to them i think that they were just more concerned about yeah you know are you guys you know, thinking this through all the way and yeah. mm -hmm. how is this going to impact your child? Do you guys ever get exhausted by having to 
go through your story or even like questions like I've like in the middle of my question, I was like, is this a really ignorant question I'm asking? No. Like, but I mean, and we're in this community and talk to non-traditional families 24 seven. I can only imagine the questions that are asked of you guys. Well, you said non-traditional. I'd like to say new traditional. I want, I want the LGBTQ community to move away from non because no, I'm sorry. We are creating new traditional families. Okay. How have we never heard of this? Can we be involved in using that? We didn't think of it. I'm so mad. Sorry. I'll I'll charge you later. (laughs) We'll footnote you. We'll give you a little trademark. Thank you. But seriously, it's like that. I mean, you know, it's, it's a new day and you know, we are creating our own traditions for our own families. It's one of the things that when, we have questions like this it allows us to have more of these conversations mm-hmm. in order for people to yeah. recognize that sorry you're not a non you are a new and i get it i think that we just found the name of your episode too new traditional <laughs> got it bam <laughs> i love that the new traditional I, so it sounds like you guys come from a place of education that's where jamie and i always come from too it's educating like, others and yeah. being mm-hmm. open and honest but there are others who who feel like that there, there's like voyeuristic questions that are asked or that they're put on the spot a lot and that they're tired of asking questions. So that's why I just, I was curious where you land on that. You know, I got a lot of grief from the trans community that I'm friends with uh, about having a gender reveal. And I'm like, look, I, I support, I support your journey. I support who you are. You are able to communicate that. Do not put your mm-hmm. gender conformities on me. And my child, Mm -hmm. we will have our own journey, just like you had your own journey. If you don't want to talk to me because of it, so be it. That is your choice. And that is fine. But my son is my son until he tells me otherwise. Even within our own community, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. educating of ourselves that we can do with one another. Mm -hmm. You know, I I Mm -hmm. had, you know, a lot of gay male friends that just didn't understand why I wanted a woman present. You know, they just were like, ill women. And why would you want to do that? And ask me a lot of questions. And you know, I, you take it with a grain of salt and you try to at least understand that this person either, is either asking because they're curious or that's just their own limitations and what they believe. And it allows you to either engage with them further or say, oh, okay, cool. You're just being yourself and I respect that. Now stay over there and keep the fuck away from my family. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. You can't educate everybody. Yeah. Like. <laughs> you can't. No. Everybody has an opinion and some yeah. people voice them. Some people keep them quiet and that's another kind of I would rather, I would rather like I had a really good coworker. She's like, I have some questions I want to ask you and I don't know how to ask them. I said, just because you prefaced with that, you can ask me anything. Yeah. That's good. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's when people come in here, you guys sure you're not in love? Oh, oh, there's something Uh, definitely going on behind the scenes there. I'm like, why are you in my bedroom? (laughs) Not at all. If you saw, no, no, we we ask each other to, like, are you okay with being hugged right now? Like, we don't even give each other hugs. During our entire (laughs) friendship, like, we were not, we're not will and grace. Like, we don't hug each other. Like, we're not like, I love you. Like, we respect each other's space. Yeah. I love that you ask if it's okay to hug right now. Yeah. yeah. That's a great model for your kid. Yeah. 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 Body boundaries. (laughs) Now that Hartley knows, like, yes and no, and I give him a hug, I'm like, can I have a kiss? And he he goes, no. And I'm like, okay. We need to all do better at that. Yeah. 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 It's important, right? It is. Yeah, just respecting each other's boundaries. Individuality. Mm Mm-hmm. So just like every straight couple out there, does everyone ask you, because I'm also going to ask it (laughs) if you're having another. Oh, Lord. We have <laughs> talked about it. We did agree to have two children. 
And now that we're in relationships. And both our partners want children. Yeah, like my girlfriend wants to carry oh. and we just don't oh. like, it's just, it's oh. just very, and then his boyfriend wants kids too. So I said, <laughs> I don't know if I want to carry a third. I know that my girlfriend wants to carry. So even if she takes my egg and his sperm and she gives birth, she would be okay with that. There's so many ways that it can happen. There are so many options. My head is right. already so I'm, many options. It's and they like, sound and very I told, expensive. I want houses next to each other, joined backyards, a pool at one, yes. a gym at the yes. other. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a compound. Robin, help me find that. Yes. <laughs> and Jamie and I are going to live I across the street. Not at California prices. No, not at California. You not can't do California that there. prices. Robin, mm-hmm. I see you're rocking that sweatpants <laughs> look again on this one millionth day of a global you pandemic. You know I am, and I see that you happen to be too. <laughs> you know it. You know it. And we need to tell everyone about Sorella Styles. Yes. I really love the origin story of this new clothing line. Oh, I know. Sorella Styles was inspired by two young sisters during quarantine. And as the quarantine months carried on, Sorella Styles, which is a family-owned business, decided to create a line of clothes that are great for lounging around the house or working out in, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. They're a family-based company in every sense of the word. It's the mom, the dad, the sisters, it's everyone. So the mom was having trouble finding loose-fitting clothing online during the pandemic because everyone was just like snatching up all the sweats. Yeah. (laughs) And she and her two daughters decided to create their own comfy quality clothing line. And the family's oldest daughter helped create all the designs you see on the clothes. Sorella Style prides themselves on giving their customers quality apparel. It's uh, they're amazing. Sorella Styles offers comfortable sweaters, t-shirts, leggings, and sweatpants. And during coronavirus times, sweatpants are the new business suit. But they say yeah, like business are. on the top, sweats on the bottom. <laughs> Sorella Style on the bottom. They also yeah. offer face masks that are better than the traditional generic ones you get in the store. They're so mm-hmm. like silky smooth. I love them. Yeah. Oh, you know what else they do? They produce custom items. So have you ever had that like one family saying that you wish was on the t-shirt for the whole family to wear? Yes. Have, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> only way to so go you can is just, up. Only way to go is up. You can email Sorella Styles at yahoo.com and they can get to work on it, which is fun. And all of their products are made and shipped in the USA. And they offer free shipping on all orders of $50 or more. Amazing. Sorella Styles is offering 10% off your total order with this promo code OCT. So you're just going to visit SorellaStyles.com to redeem your 10% off and get comfortable. I love to get comfortable. That's S-O-R-E-L-L-A Styles.com. All the clothing and comfort to make you smile. Amazing. By the way, my son stole my t-shirt and he's sleeping in it. It's so soft. I'm not even kidding. He's about to turn two. So communication is starting to be a big thing, like verbal language. And he's starting to understand more. What's your plan? How much do you talk to him about your your makeup, his origin story? I mean, I'm sure you started from the beginning, but what's your plan? Girl, we've been talking to this baby like he is a grown ass adult (laughs) since the moment she pulled him out. I I I pulled him out. She pulled him out of her box. box. She literally out of the box. Yeah, Yeah. out of the box. We talked to him like he understands because he does. And he does understand. Mm -hmm. Like as far as you know, now like really explaining to him the dynamics of things. I don't really feel is necessary. He knows who who Mama and Dada is, and that's all that he needs to know until he asks further questions. But mm-hmm. I think our main focus right now is emotional intelligence. 
Yeah. I just partnered us with a company called Generation Mindful, and it's a whole entire thing about emotional intelligence, identifying emotions, communicating things, words of affirmation, and instead of a time out corner, it's called a time in. So they can so, check in with themselves. Yeah. So we just, you know, there's little guidelines. I'm like, can you take three deep breaths? Can you count to 10? He can count to 20, but, and it keeps going. So mm-hmm. I we just let him count. <laughs> and really just having emotional intelligence to kind of veer, you know, from the tantrums and the, because obviously they're going to happen, but we want, I, I personally don't want to be like, stop, you're being bad. You know, I want right. to be like, okay, can you tell me what you're feeling right now so that I can learn how to communicate with you? And I mean, with that, hopefully that'll help him deal with, you know, just the fact that his family is not like maybe some of his classmates when he gets to school and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, you know, so it's all about communication. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we talk to him as if he understands because, you know, we just believe that just because the baby is one or two or five or whatever that, you know. It doesn't mean that they don't understand what's going on with the world around them. Exactly. Yep. You know, so yep. uh, they're they're very in tune. And that he so won't accept the world around him. Right. Either. Like, exactly. Babies accept it. It's the adults who have the problems. Babies mm-hmm. don't care. That they, part. He's like, all right, this is what it is. Cool. That part. Yeah. All right. Who's getting me my ice cream? That's exactly. Right. He's like, where's my truck? <laughs> <laughs> Toys? Toys? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's really, really refreshing that you guys took a different path. You did it out of love. You did it with understanding and it's working and it's working probably better than our families are. Yeah. It's working differently. It's working differently. We'll do canceling sessions at some point. After the release of our first book, we'll start doing workshops. Yeah. Release that book. Tell us how to do that. It's in the works. Well, and I just, I love your commitment to communication and to it ever evolving and changing and seeing it as a living, breathing thing. Cause that seems like the key to your success. It seems like that's the bedrock of everything you're doing. Evolution. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Oh, I'm so glad like a year later we were able to get this together <laughs> because like this this was worth the wait. It really well, was. And we have so much more experience now because a year uh-huh. ago yeah. we were like fresh off the parenting. We, were, like, we, don't, know. we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Well, thank you guys so much. This was so wonderful. Absolutely. Have us back on again. I mean, you know, when it comes time for this book and before a year goes out, you know, so like six months, perhaps maybe, because I'm pretty sure we'll have some really cool updates. We are, we are working Uh, on, uh, on a book right now on uh, the beginning stages of our co-parenting journey and how. That's excellent. When the book comes out, you got to be on our live stream. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Yeah, totally. Wow, those two. They're like the healthiest couple that's not a couple. I know. Well, it's because like if you have a baby with your best friend, you know how to work it out with each other, I suppose. I don't know. You add a baby to the mix, though, and everything gets topsy-turvy, upside down. So good for them. Good for them. Yeah, no, they just seem like so like their communication skills are are key. I guess it seems really great. But I can't wait to see how this all works out when they add some more babies into the mix and how that's all going to play out. We're definitely going to need an update from them down the road. I love all of our new traditional families i love, I love that it. we are 100 percent stealing that new traditional Sorry, family thing we just we just took it no trademark lawrence still we're using trademark it. lawrence all right folks um, helen's telling us to stop please, please stop. remember you shut up helen oh, please oh, remember that's me I'm just kidding. please remember <laughs> oh i'm mean to our fake our fake employee okay <laughs> our book is out now if these ovaries could talk the things we've learned about making an lgbtq family it's available at all major retailers. Also, like, check IndieBound if you want to buy local. Mm-hmm. Kindle, print, hardcover. And the audiobook is hopefully coming soon, as soon as the man approves it over at, at uh, Amazon. 
We're waiting. And if you get it, don't be afraid to rate and review it on Amazon and Goodreads. We, we're not opposed to that. We like no, reviews. No, we would love it. We would love it. Yeah. And let's keep this conversation going, people. You can join us on our social. We are Ovaries Talk on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also support our podcast and join our community on Patreon at patreon.com slash Talk. And don't forget, you're going to get some really cool bonus content when you join. And you can also subscribe to us on YouTube to see recordings of our live streams that we do every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Time on Thursdays. So we're all over the place. You can't miss us. We are everywhere you never wanted us to be. And (laughs) thank you to our sponsors, Modern Fertility, Ember, and Sorella Styles. And a huge thank you to our patrons for helping us make this show a possibility. We thank you all. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I'm practicing gratitude. I'm practicing gratitude. <laughs> I'm practicing closing out this show, Jamie. All right. All right. Eggs. Eggs. Ovaries. Out. out. We said it, Helen. We said we, it. God. She just wants to go have another drink. I don't know. She shut up, Helen. If these ovaries could talk, they would say. Eggs, ovaries, out.